Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, June 5th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr., and joining me is Spawn on Me's Khalif Adams. Khalif, how's it going? What the deal be, Bless? I'm happy to see you, fam. I, and I appreciate that beautiful shirt that you're wearing. That is oh, gorgeous, yeah. I must say. Oh, of course, it's a Spawn on Me shirt. Of course, got red. I see you're rocking yours, too. Got a rep, got a rep. <laughs> If, if people wanted to support, if people wanted this shirt, where could they find it, Khalif? Oh my God, we're over on T Public. Uh, T Public, the, the link is super, super long, but it's bit.ly uh, slash SOM merch uh, is the is the short version of that. So you can you can rock some some gear from there. Yeah, I always appreciate the spot on me sh- uh, merch because it's always fresh. It's always Thank fresh. I, li- I like I like the one you're wearing specifically though. Like I need to cop that one because yeah. I, I like the colors, I like the cursive. It's looking it lo- it's looking awesome. If you're an yeah. audio listener, definitely like check out the video version and see what we're talking about. Um, these spot on me shirts are dope. Khalif, yes, before sir. we before we even started this show, me and you started talking about grits yes. because I forget who brought it up. It might have been me or might have been Kevin that brought it up. Uh, grits for me has been a thing that I've been eating recently as like a way. I was telling you like. In the morning, it's hard for me to like really get my body mo- motivated for for uh, for like a meal, right? Yeah. So like grits recently has been the thing where it's like, all right, grits, not too much, not too little. It'll keep me leveled for the day or for the yeah. morning, I should say. You were telling me that you have some like you have some recipes, you have some like secret sauces when it comes yes. to grits. So the folks at home who don't know what grits are, because I think there may be some folks in the community who may not know what grits are. So basically, it's like if you've ever had cream of wheat, which is another version of that kind of layer of stuff um grits is basically a, a hominy hominy husk and then that basically is a grain and then that kind of gets mushed down into almost a kind of oatmeal like paste uh which is fantastic and really good it doesn't really taste like anything until you add seasoning to it like most things uh but mm-hmm. my move has been my grandma uh used to used to uh, eat sardines in a can uh and this kind of sardine and tomato sauce in a can and she would add that to her grits as a thing there's a huge controversial conversation in the black community about do you put sugar in your grits or do you not put sugar in your grits so that's a whole nother conversation where do you where do you lie in the conversation i am not a sugar in the grits person like i like i know people who put sugar in their tomato sauce when they do that stuff too i'm just like it's as weird i don't like it i like the acidity that you get in the actual tomato Mm -hmm. sauce so i don't like the sweet um so i don't put sweets into i don't put sugar in my grits but what i do put in my grits is parmesan cheese parmesan mm. cheese butter and, and your grits is the way to go it, that will I'm, set you straight for a long long time i'm gonna start i'm gonna start doing that because like i've been doing i've been eating uh grits plain uh yeah. there's like wh- whatever so uh i live with kevin's sister uh kevin's sister brought home like a big old box of grits and she was like hey i'm, I'm gonna give you some and that's how i started getting into, getting into grits recently yeah. and they have like different flavors to them right like there's like the original just plain flavor there's like a butter flavor there's yeah. a cheddar cheese flavor which i've not tried yet because i don't know how i feel about that given what i've tasted of grits so far um cheesy but, grits like, is a thing though cheesy grits is definitely a thing is it a good thing i mean it depends on who makes it and it depends on what kind of cheese like i've seen people put in i'm not a fan of american cheese at all like american cheese is the devil so that, i don't understand why people eat american cheese because it's like that's science uh, slow, dude, slow down actual... slow down all right slow down we're saying a american, american cheese american, is terrible american cheese has some uses though absolutely right? like it's the right, time, right kind of thing come on it is it no ter- no oh. american cheese is good in only one way and that's only if you make it with a grilled cheese sandwich and that's kind of not even the best way to make a grilled cheese sandwich dude, i would just say no that. that's come on <laughs> that's like the, hey. the most basic like you want to start to learn cooking here's a grilled cheese sandwich and it'll it'll change your life Butter, I, that is like if you, that's like if you had filet mignon and you put a craft slice on it that's terrible don't do that 
Don't do that to the people. Don't do that to your belly. Don't do that to the people. That's un-American. Un American cheese is un-American. That's what I'll say. What have you used on nacho cheese? On nacho cheese? Uh-huh. Uh, I'm talking about the, like, the stuff you get at 7-Eleven. You press the button, and it all oh, flops down. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that, that depends on how much bubble guts I want. It, it depends on how fast I want to go to the bathroom, mm. is, is if I use that kind of cheese. Mm. It's, it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay. It's all right. So... Sure. Khalif, a question—a question I've been asking uh, hosts this week, and I asked you you this question when you were on Tuesday. So, how's, yeah. how's the last week been for you? I know since Tuesday, things have happened as far as like guesting on shows, and I, I've seen the reception to Spot on Me uh, grow and, and evolve over the over uh, how the week has gone. Yeah. Have you seen any like change this week, or have you seen anything this week uh, as far as like how things have gone since Tuesday that you want to highlight? It has been madness, and I have to give a huge shout out to all the best best friends in the community for for bigging us up and, and sharing us out and giving us love. Because no joke, the support that you've all shown to us as a show over the years has been fantastic. But this week especially has been unreasonably dope. Um, I was just on uh, IGN's podcast Unlocked, which was fantastic. Um, uh, I'm going to be doing a charity stream with you a little bit later on today, yeah, so that's going to be going to be fantastic for US gamer. Um, I just saw uh, a minute ago, shout out to Emmett Watkins uh, from the KFBF crew, uh, who magically got us a shout out on Death, Sex and Money uh, from NPR, really? which is nuts. That's you got, awesome. You got a huge blessing. You got a huge shout out in that in that in that really? episode, actually. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we got to get that to you. Um, but yeah, like my Twitter following has like quadrupled, you know, we, we hit crazy numbers on there. We just did a stream Dude, last awesome. night on the front page of Twitch that almost had 13,000 people viewing it. It Dude, was that's it's awesome. been madness and it's been the best madness that you could have. So again, thank you to everybody who's like repping with us and, and continue to share the, the show out and that especially that episode. Um, yeah, I'm feeling really, really happy, and, and a lot of the hard work feels like it's it's paying off in big ways. So again, thank you to everybody for for rocking with us super hard. Yeah, shout out to everybody for that. And and I've been talking about this on quite a few shows this week, and I hope I my main thing is I hope to see this continue, right? Like I hope this Same. isn't a conversation that ever that ever stops. I hope this conversation conversation is ongoing for people that are outside of the black community, right? Because this is a conversation as far as uh, how blacks black people are are treated, uh, whether it's whether it's within our industries or you know just on the streets in general right like that's yeah. a conversation that's been ongoing for us forever but it's nice to see that conversation happening on a larger scale and i hope that conversation doesn't stop on that larger yeah. scale right like hope this is a thing that continues i agree um, and and one of the things that i wanted to note really quickly was um one uh it was really nice to see there's been again this conversation around black content creators and you know blackness in, in all these media spaces and blackness in general Again, it's been something that we've been talking about, but I think what I saw yesterday on I am Brandon TV's channel, if you're not finding, if you're not following Brandon Stennis, you're missing out on one of the best black creators on, on Twitch. There was a fantastic, really, really raw and emotional conversation that he had with some other really big black streamers with Professor Broman, who has been big for a very long time in this space. And it was one of the things that I hoped to have come out of all this was to see that cross collaborative effort between channels and between communities and all that stuff happened. Um, so I have to give everybody in that crew a really huge, huge amount of, of, of love for that. Cause that's exactly what we hoped the show that we did would spark. Um, and really, really quickly, I have to give you massive amounts of love. I saw Greg Thanks, give you man. love on Twitter this morning. You know, I love you. You know, I, when we first met, I told you that you were the future of this shit. Ooh, this future of this stuff. Uh, and I mean, you can cuss on this show. Oh, I, as I much forget, as you I want. I forgot where I'm at. 
I forget where I'm at sometimes. I'm yeah. Like, oh yeah, we're here. We can Greg cut. Miller hosts this show. You you can cuss. You're fine. That's true. Um, but you know, I told you you're the future of this thing, and I continue to say that. And it's been so really wonderful to see you take the reins and do so many wonderful things and get the love that you deserve. So like that to me again, part of all this is to see people I love and people who are doing fantastic work grow um, and get better at the stuff that they do. So again, like Thanks, massive love to you, fam, for for continuing to knock this stuff out. I, I appreciate that so much. Uh, Khalif, this is kind of funny games daily. This is a show about video games. So let's talk about a new Halo, uh, Call of Duty taking an even stronger stance against racism and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcasts services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show uh housekeeping i've been making the rounds this week uh this has been this has been a crazy crazy ass week as far <laughs> as like appearances for some reason i don't know what the reason might be people have been getting me on their shows this week as a guest <laughs> i don't know why i don't know why people are reaching out to me specifically but for some reason i've been on a million things and so i want to lay it all out since we're at the end of the week um and so this is where you can find me this week all right uh i was on the latest episode of podcast beyond with lucy o'brien and jonathan dornbush and the homie uh funke um who is an awesome awesome dude that you can you should follow on twitter at funke mcfly uh, and that's over at ign.com of course if you want to listen to beyond and uh, we talked a lot about uh our favorite playstation games and our predictions for for next gen uh and so look forward to that or even don't even look forward to it it's out so go check that out uh i was also on inside gaming's video game podcast uh send news and that was with brian gar wooly madden and alana pierce and that's over on youtube.com slash inside gaming that's available right now uh, i was also on game case trivia as part of as part of uh GameSpot's charity stream and that features me joining ben hansen and serial from minmax uh brandon jones from easy allies and jake baldino from game ranks and that's available right now on youtube youtube.com slash uh youtube.com slash gamespot uh because i was part of their charity stream and let me tell you it's been a it's been a long like kind of kind of stressful week as far as like how many things i've been doing uh and how like active i've been as far as like being on shows and all that stuff doing that trivia show was very needed it was so mm, much fun i highly awesome. recommend people go watch that and check that out like it was one of those things where i was like okay cool like i i had just finished inside gaming and i was like all right this is about to be my third thing that i'm on uh <laughs> today uh and that was like by by 1 p.m and by the time we got into it right it was like just this this great like laid back like hey we're on a trivia show um the whole conceit of the show is that um it's hosted by um uh min max sorry i like lost the name it's here ben hansen ben hansen of, of min max he hosts it and essentially what he does is he reads the back of the box descriptions of a bunch of different games, <laughs> uh, and the the panel for I think for us it was four different people that were that were playing that were participating. We had to then guess the games based on what the back of the box description descriptions are, and the first person to guess gets the point. And man, I'm not saying I'm not going to spoil it for anybody about who won or or how close it was. <laughs> All I'm saying is that man, your boy performed. I performed, and so That's like don't ever about. tell me don't ever tell me that I don't know uh, stuff about video games because I almost. Uh, or I'm, I'm not going to say anything, but don't give it away. Don't give it away. Go listen to it. I don't want to. I don't want to give it away. 
uh, I was all, I was also, of course, on the latest episode of Spawn on Me, uh, titled A Lesson in Blackness, uh, with Khalif, Pikachuita, Zombie Kills, Paris, and Cameron Hawkins. And, of course, we've been talking about that uh, a lot this week. You can find that on YouTube.com slash Spawn on Me. Uh, shout out, Khalif, Spawn yeah. on Me. Yeah. Uh, and then, then later today at 1 p.m. Pacific time, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on US Gamer uh, as part of their charity stream. Uh, they're raising li- uh, they're raising money for Black Lives Matter organizations, and that's gonna be me, uh, Imran, and Khalif for that 1 p.m. slot. And we're gonna be playing some Mortal Kombat 11, and that's Ooh, happening boy. on YouTube.com/slash US Gamer Net. Khalif, are you are you ready <laughs> for this? Oh, 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 oh I don't play around. The question is, I are you ready? I am really competitive, so it is it is on like for real, for real. I'm ready. The only thing I'll I'll, I'll say is that I'm a little bit rusty when it comes to Mortal Kombat 11. Like I'm not yes. like Scarlet is my go-to, of course, oh. and like I also like Jade and quite a few, like pretty much all the women characters in the game, like the okay. the the women princesses that are from um, Edania or something like that, like the uh-huh. royal realm. Uh, those are all my go-to's. So Katana uh jade i've been i've been messing around with sindel a lot lately um but i am still somewhat rusty but after this after this this show i'm gonna go i'm gonna go back i'm gonna i'm gonna memorize some moves i'm coming for you khalif i'm coming i'm coming for you i'm coming for imran uh and anybody else who wants to smoke i told i I, I already told imran on twitter i said i apologize for the beating you're about to get i already Mm -hmm. tweeted at nether realm to have them come through and come watch out so they can give us some love while we go do it so my Raiden will be strong. My Fujin is not there yet, but it's it's about to be on. We're about Dang, to you like there. the god characters. You're all about Yo, those gods. All about the gods, man. That's all it is. Uh, the Gorilla Collective, the return of the kind of funny game showcase in partnership with the Media India Exchange has been postponed. Uh, this is the statement that they released here. The Gorilla Collective came together to create a space where we all find a voice to, to support each other, our industry, and our work. It is the cumulative effort of incredibly diverse teams unified in the creation of a digital event to bring hope and positive content to the world. We recognize this is a time for action and for voices speaking out for justice and change to be heard. We stand united for change, for justice, and in support of Black Lives Matter. We are announcing here that our event is moving to June 13th, 14th, and 15th. We are preparing a live stream for June 7th to highlight Black voices in our industry dedicated uh, exclusively to showcasing games created by Black developers, titles featuring Black protagonists, and conversations with these creators. We'll have more details to share shortly. And again, that's happening uh, June 7th uh, on, I'm, I'm assuming, on uh, twitch.tv slash Gorilla Collective. Um, Huge shout so, out to the mix. Huge shout out to the mix. They gave out. me one of my first big shot, uh, big, big shots doing uh, on camera work. So massive really? love to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for sure. awesome. Yeah. Uh, thank you, thank you to our Patreon producers, Mom and Muhammad, Connor, Nolan, and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Brooklyn, and but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have four stories today. Speakers. Starting with our number one, there is a new Halo project in the works at 343 Industries, seemingly. I'm going to add. This is uh, Asher Maiden at Windows Central. Uh, Asher writes, Halo Halo Infinite should launch in in holiday 2020, but it looks like developer 343 Industries is planning another game in the popular franchise. Today, Twitter user... Clobril uh, noticed that that the team the team was looking for a senior producer to lead a new project in the Halo universe. The post said, "quote 
343 Industries is looking for a senior producer to work with our core services team to help develop a new project in the Halo universe, end quote. It's unclear what this project could be at this moment, but it doesn't seem like it's the sequel to Halo Infinite since it's not even out yet. It may be a spinoff or another title along those lines. Khalif, mm. are you a Halo person at all? Is, is Halo your jam? Yeah, I love Halo. Halo's a fantastic, uh, fantastic series, and it's also really interesting to see that them... Well, you kind of have to signal out really early when you have a game that's going to be probably coming out in you know the next five years or so, especially with Halo Infinite being their their kind of flagship title that they're trying to um, to, to push out. Um, I wonder though how that may again like not split the base, but they also had these kind of like tertiary uh, titles like. Uh, uh, Halo Reach and Halo uh, ODST and mm-hmm. uh, what was the RTS one that they did? They did RTS Halo for Wars. Halo Wars, yeah. And I, I think that it's smart. Like if you're going to build out what you want your kind of uh, fan base to be for the next gen, um, you have to kind of go far and wide. It, 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 it's, it's, it's actually pretty exciting to hear that they're working on new stuff alongside um, Infinite. So excited to that. That's going to be cool once we ever, whenever we get a chance to hear about it. Yeah, I think this makes complete sense, especially given the fact that, yeah, games like Halo Wars exist. And I know that there are other Halo spinoff titles out there that mm-hmm. are like not just the the main first person shooters, but Halo games that are doing other things. Uh, this makes sense to what you're saying, right? Like Halo is going to be the flagship title. Halo is going to be the big first exclusive for Xbox Series X. And you imagine that's going to be the thing that they want to kick off uh, and yeah. they want to like live as like, hey, you know, Halo this generation xbox one generation hasn't necessarily had uh its big moment right like those there was master chief collection that had kind of a rough start and mm-hmm. has probably gotten to where it needs to be now but wasn't pro- probably wasn't the shining success that they wanted it to be uh for this generation and halo halo was it five was the last one i think or, so or was it six halo five yeah. um that that game also came out to to not the 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 best reception at least what you'd want from a halo game and so you imagine for halo infinite that's probably what they're looking forward to that's probably they probably want it to be very much a return to form and if that's going to be the case you look at companies like nintendo and how they treat mario and how there's a billion mario spinoffs between uh mario kart and mario party and all and all the, the different things they have there you can do you can do similar things with halo right and i'm not saying like halo kart or halo party i don't think that's the, i don't think those are the th- things you do but <laughs> I think you can get some interstitial titles in there to um, to keep the brand alive, to keep that brand active, to re- remind people that Halo is the shit. What, um, what do you hope it? What do you hope it is? I mean, I have no hopes personally because I'm not really deep into Halo. Like Halo okay. not has historically not been my jam. Um, yeah. That would, that was actually going to be my question for you. Is like, do you have any hopes as far as what this title could be? I want them to go real wacky. I want them to do like Halo Beach Volleyball, like DOA did. Or uh, like Rockstar did, do Halo table tennis. Uh, that would be real Oh my dope. god! <laughs> I wanted to do that game and make that thing. I mean, I honestly, I, I, I want it to be something that feels really smart. It may be even like what you saw with the Gears franchise, where they did Gears Pop. It might be like Halo Pop oh, or yeah. something like that. Something in that respect. Who knows? It might not even be specifically console or PC. Maybe it's a. It's a is, did they say if it's not going to be a mobile, mobile title? It could be. Uh... I don't know. I don't know. I want them to move yeah. away from the usual shooter in some way to kind of bring those things together. Like imagine a, a really dope um, card battle game that they did in the Halo universe, like Gwent did uh, for Witcher. Yeah. Like it could be cool. They could have fun stuff in there that, that might be fun. On the on the opposite end, right? Because like I, I think for me, when I read the story, my mind immediately went to to where you're going going with what you just said, right? Like 
Gears Pop or Halo Pop or Halo Wars or yeah. like some sort of like very different kind of Halo title as far as something that doesn't compete with core Halo, something that doesn't compete with Halo Infinite. What if sure. on the other side we get like a Halo Battle Royale or like some sort of like Halo oh. game that is that is like kind of traditional but is going more so with the trends that we're seeing right now in first person shooters. Do you think a Halo Battle Royale could be something that exists? That might be kind of cool, actually. Cause like, and then you can pull in things from all the games in all the parts of the universe. Like the first thing I thought of was the the Halo shield that you do on the ground and, and pop that bubble up over you, right? There's like things that you can use as 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 uh, weapons and kind of lore to bring into that space that inform how you would kit out a weapon case or kit out guns or kit out, you know, the way squads would kind of work. That would that may be interesting as a conversation to see like what a be a, a battle royale would look like in the Halo universe. That's that's a good look. It's a good good idea. Where's your head at been as far as like Halo? Like, do you think Halo? Are, are you looking forward to Halo Infinite? Were you did you play the the last Halo game? Or was that uh, were you disappointed by it at all, or were you fine with it? I was disappointed. I mean, I was disappointed with the last one. I didn't think that they nailed it um, from a from a story perspective. I think there were a lot of weird holes and, and gaps in it that they didn't really necessarily nail. Um, I'm I'm more I'm more excited about Halo Infinite because I know they're going to go big with it in terms of scale, in terms of graphical fidelity, in terms of the pretty parts of that thing. The Halo stories, it, it, unless you have like pieced all the parts together through the books and then the games and all that stuff. Like they're just weird things that they don't really necessarily tie together in a, in a nice bow. Uh, so I'm it's going to be interesting to see what they do from a narrative perspective. But I'm really there to just shoot people in multiplayer and see what they what they're going to do. You know, I am sure. Oh, here's the one thing I don't want them to do. I don't want them to have a really long warthog section at the end of this game because <laughs> that is the biggest trope part of the Halo series right now. Was like, all right, so we know what's going to happen at the end. I have a big long car fight. Uh, at the end of it with a warthog so that's what i don't want uh, to be in the, in the spot story number two uh, call of duty adds a screen that says black lives matter this is from sam bifford at the verge infinity war just released an update for call of duty modern warfare that adds a splash screen message in support of black lives in the uh, in the support of the black lives matter matter movement Players are being told they need to update their client upon finishing multiplayer games and once they do the message appears on screen Quote, our community is hurting, the statement reads. The systemic inequalities our, our community experiences are once again at center stage. Call of Duty and Infinite Ward stand for equality and inclusion. We stand against the racism and injustice our Black community endures. Until change happens and Black Lives Matter, we will never truly be the community we strive to be, end quote. The Verge has confirmed that the message subsequently appears every time you launch Modern Warfare on PS4. It also appears on loading screens and when switching to, to a separate mode like Warzone. Several video game companies have issued statements of support for Black communities with, uh, this week following protests against police brutality in the U.S. and the killing of George Floyd. Placing the message in front of everyone uh, playing a hugely popular first-person shooter, however, could help it reach a wider group of people. Uh, Khalif, did you see this making the rounds last night? Because this is like kind of a huge thing that was going on. Uh, no, that I missed it because we were we were doing the show and I, I missed it. But now that I'm hearing about it, I'm very very I'm happy to hear that. That's good yeah. news. Put that politics in front of everyone's faces. If you can throw up quotes from General General MacArthur, you can put up a Black Lives Matter uh, quote, a uh, Black Lives Matter message there. It also makes me mm -hmm. wonder if every time I'm updating shaders, if that's what we're actually doing, we're uploading blackness to 
Modern Warfare. Because <laughs> you have to do it every time you load that game on PC. So updating shaders to me means up, uh, updating blackness uh, to it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so 125 gigs of blackness. Um, but I think it's it's cool to see that them actually do this work. Um, I think it's important. Again, one of the things we we harp on on the show all the time is like companies have the ability to do these messages in reasonable and 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 smart ways. Um, you have captive eyes on your stuff all the time. Use that time to 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 put that messaging out there in front of people. Make people feel it for a hot second. Like it was really great. One of the best versions of that I saw uh, alongside what this sounds like is the stuff that Nickelodeon did a couple of days ago oh, yeah. with the ad that they did with a person breathing for eight and eight minutes and change um, to, to reflect the time that uh, George Floyd was, was on the ground being, being murdered. Um, I think, I think you have to just use that platform. Like it, it, all this stuff is good stuff in that way. But again, do that and keep that energy when all these things happen. And then, then you mm-hmm. don't get the people who are going to be, you know, the ones who are like, well, why are you putting your politics in my games? It's like, it's always been there. It's always going to be there. Uh, yeah, especially again. for Call of Duty, right? Like Call of Duty is a political game. Yeah, that's, you that's probably the most political game. Yeah, you can't um, separate those things at all. So like, just do it and 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 let people get get in their feels, and they'll just be fine afterward. Yeah, no, I I, I definitely agree. I think for Call of Duty specifically, this has been an interesting arc uh, for Infinity Ward because it did start off uh, early this week with them, I believe, pushing their season, um, uh, and like you know that kind of causing a reaction and then them following up not necessarily following up in reaction to that but them following up about a day or so later with them being like um also oh fuck what was it <laughs> i just had a brain freeze um uh what did call of duty do earlier this week oh you mean oh, when they, when they, they postponed the dlc well they postponed the dlc they've also been uh putting in efforts to uh combat racist content in their game oh. right so like racist usernames and all that stuff right they fought fo- they followed up and then they said hey this is this is the thing that's been going on that's unacceptable and we want to put a stop to it and we want to do a better job of moderating it and so to see them follow mm. up with that has been even better and yeah this this right here right putting that message in front of people uh, before loading screens before you, before you play Warzone for a game that is massively popular for Call of Duty that is one of the most popular franchises on the planet one of the most popular games on the planet uh, for them to do that and for them to to take practical uh, uh, practical actions right in terms of mm. Uh, you know, messaging to people, uh, and in terms of using your platform for good, like I think, I think that's an awesome thing, and I think, like, you know, I'm, I'm actually pretty impressed with, with, yeah. with the fact that they're willing to do that. Yeah, you got to double down. Like, I think that's the thing right now. Was like, you got to put the pedal to the metal when it comes to this stuff. Like, there's no reason. It's, it's the lowest hanging fruit, to be honest, too. Where it's an easy ask, an easy task to do mm-hmm. um, that affects so many parts of the player base that no one talks about. You know what I mean? We, you know, black gamers often get kind of pigeonholed into this uh, very specific, like we only play sports games or we only play, you know, shooters or we only play yeah. certain kinds of games. You gotta, you gotta like broaden out the base by having these conversations and letting the people who do play your stuff, you know, feel the feelings that they have and also kind of uh, let people know that they have an ally in, in, in the company. So that's good. That's good stuff. Speaking of Activision, story number three, Activision's shareholders think CEO Bobby Kotick is paid too much. Uh, this is from <laughs> Sherrod Syed at VG247. A number, a number of Activision Blizzard shareholders have expressed concerns over CEO Bobby Kotick's uh, big comp- compensation package. In a filing with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, uh, two proxy voting advisory firms represented by the CTW Investment Group 
uh, have ad- have advised shareholders to, to vote against giving Activision complete say over how much the CEO Bobby Kotick is paid. In fact, the investment group has consistently asked for this, but seemingly never managed to get enough votes. Activision will hold its annual shareholders meeting on June 11th, where management will preview the, the say on pay proposal. The filing says Kotick has received, quote, over $20 million in combined stock slash option equity per year over the past four years, which they say is the largest for any CEO in a similar company. And so to put, put context to that, right, that's $80 million within mm-hmm. the last four years for, for Bobby Kotick. Quote, despite repeated low approval votes for shareholders, Activision Blizzard maintains multiple overlapping opportunities for its CEO to earn outsized equity awards. Even when, even when performance-related vesting thresholds have not been met, it reads. While equity grants that exceed, uh, while equity grants that, ex- that exceed the, to- the total pay of peer companies would be objectionable in most circumstance- <clears throat> circumstances, it is, it is of special concern in this case because Activision Blizzard employees face job insecurity following layoffs of 800 employees in 2019 and typically earn less than one-third of 1% of the CEO's earnings, with some employees, such as junior developers, making less than $40,000 a year while living in, in high-cost areas such as Southern California, end quote. Mm. Activision defended Kotick's compensation package in a statement to GameSpot, arguing that Activision Blizzard's market value has ballooned under Kotick. Khalif, a lot going on here, but Bobby Kotick Oof. is making that fat check um, and <sighs> the system isn't happy about it. What's your, what's your reaction to all this? Bobby Kotick is the James Dolan of gaming in a lot of weird ways. And if you're not familiar who James Dolan is, he's the person who's basically tanked the Knicks for decades. The problem is that the 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 it's hard to pull someone out of a position like that when like they said he's dealt, he's you know ballooned the amount of money that that franchise has made over the past couple of years but the the problem is in that last statement on that last uh paragraph is the part that actually matters where the discrepancy between the CEOs and the employees is so large it's so huge it's the reason why you see the conversation around unionization um being really high in the space you know, developers, again, not necessarily being compensated the ways that you would expect them to with the amount of money that the games bring in. Um, that, I mean, that conversation is going to be, you know, evergreen in that respect until that actually changes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, it's going to be curious to see from a consumer perspective. That's the thing I actually want to want to challenge people at home as well, too, where you see this inequity happen in this space. You know, you we all love the games that we love. We love to play the things that we do. There are points in that ecosystem and in that and in that space where we are kind of a part of the, you know, the way things work in this, right? Like Bobby Kotick doesn't make all the money he makes if we don't buy the games that 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 come out of his division and come out of his company. So it's a part of that conversation too of how do we as consumers think about the effect that we have in all of this working? Um, but I don't, you know, like he's he's making crazy amounts of dough. Like, I, I wonder also at yeah. that point and at that level, what do you actually do? Like, no one really makes that kind of money because of the things they actually do. Of course, stocks and all those things are, are, are in your compensation and all those things, you know, are a part of the ecosystem there, too. But from a, like, work to effort to money, you know, translation, like, no one does $80 million of work for anything. Like, no one ever has. You know what I mean? So it's So it's curious to hear... Um, you know, what the stakeholders are going to wind up doing. Like, I don't think they could pull a coup and pull him out at this point. 
Um, cause either way he'd still win. Cause he'd get a compensation package on the way out. So, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to, to see him losing in any of this stuff, uh, going forward. So we'll see. It's It's, it's an interesting kind of, kind of story though. Yeah, like the the big thing that's kind of a red flag for me, right, is where the the quote reads, right? It is it is of special concern in this case because Activision Blizzard's employees face job insecurity following layoffs of 800 employees yep. in 2019 <clears throat> who in typically earn less than one third of 1% of the CEO's earnings, right? Like Bobby Kotick made $80 million in the last four years. Mm-hmm. To see like so many of the employees being either laid off or making less than forty thousand dollars a year while living uh, in Southern California, like that discrepancy is big, right? Like that's a, that's that's a big issue. Um, and Huge. like you know, it's dope to see like Call of Duty is thriving. It's dope to see that Call of Duty that like the the brand is uh, quote ballooning under CEO Bobby Kotick. But at the same time, it's also Call of Duty, right? Like it's also the biggest brand on the planet. And not and I'm not here saying that like Bobby Kotick isn't like you know, putting in work to make sure that it stays that way. Sure. Um, but yeah, like to what you're saying, right? Like nobody really does $80 million of work. And like, even if, even if you want to keep that system in, in, in place, like mm. when you, when you're having such high layoffs, it's hard, it's hard to justify that, uh, that amount being made. Like you look at, uh, I believe it was Nintendo during the Wii U area era where, uh, some higher ups took big, big pay cuts so yep. that, people uh at the company you know wouldn't be laid off right and that and i'm sure in some in some sense that is like a japanese thing to do um maybe that's more normalized in that culture but even still right like that seems right like that seems like the right direction that seems like the right thing to do um and so yeah this kind of reason is ridiculous to me and it it comes back to the video games video game industry uh still having a long way to go as far as improving workplace culture improving um what work conditions look like uh, in terms of unionizing in terms of uh workers having that security like there is a there is a long way to go there um and this is kind of emblematic of that right like this is kind of emblematic of the fact that yeah like things aren't the way they should be right like this this shouldn't happen um i'm fine with people making a lot of money but it, if that's happening while you're losing employees on this level and why, while employees are, are not being paid what they should be paid, then yeah, there's an issue. Yeah. It's like, where does that money go? Like, where did that money go? You know what I mean? Like if you're not paying your employees, you know, well, then where's that money gone? That's, that's the, the weird part of that. Yeah. Story number four. Uh, and this is our final news story of the day. It looks like, yes, it's our final news story. Uh, Sony has been fined $3.5 million for misleading Australian consumers. And to your question of where does that money go? Uh, <laughs> this is from Jordan Alleman at IGN. Legal fees. Says, <laughs> exactly. Uh, who writes, Sony Europe, uh, which, which controls Sony's operations in Australia, has been fined $3.5 million uh, Australian US no, Australian dollars. I was going to say Australian US dollars, but I was like, that doesn't make sense. Australian dollars for misleading Australian consumers over its refund policy. The company has been ordered to pay this amount in penalties for making false and misleading representations regarding Australian consumer law, law rights. The court case that led to the settlement involved a series of consumers who, who contacted Sony over a game they deemed faulty. They were refused refunds for two reasons. Uh, the game was purchased digitally, and it had been 14 days since they made the purchase. These responses from Sony do not align with Australian consumer law, so the case went to court. 
Another breach of ACL came as Sony Sony told a consumer that it could not provide a refund unless the game developer authorized it, and told another and told another that the refund would have to be issued dig- using digital currency only usable on the PS Store, the PlayStation Store. Well, consumer guarantee rights do not expire after a digital product has been downloaded, and uh, certainly do not do not disappear after 14 days or any other arbitrary date claimed by a game store or developer. Reads a statement from Rod Sims, chair of the ACCC. Quote: What Sony told what Sony told these consumers was false and does not reflect the consumer guarantee rights afforded to Australian consumers. End quote. According to the release from the ACCC, uh, Sony Europe's terms of service implied that users, quote, did not have consumer guarantee rights regarding the, the quality, functionality, completeness, accuracy, or, or performance of their purchased digital games, end quote, between October 2017 and May 2019. So this is one of those ones, this is one of those stories where I don't really have a take on it. Like, it mm-hmm. seems like everything happened the way it should happen, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't like um, uh, Sony violates guidelines in Australia, right? Like doesn't give people the the the, the refunds that they should be getting uh, based on those guidelines, and yeah, it gets fined the way it should happen. Yeah, I mean, it, it it kind of sheds a light again on how digital purchases and that being you know more of a thing now are going to have more scrutiny because of the way that, you know, kind of archaic systems have kind of pushed against it in the long way. Like I remember some years ago, I had an issue on, on this, on PSN uh, with a refund that I needed to do. And they were like, look, you have to produce documentation that tells us when you purchase this thing, how you purchase this thing, what time and date did you do all this stuff? And so that we can verify that you made this thing. I was like, isn't that your job? Don't you have a spreadsheet yeah. somewhere when I made that when I made that purchase that you should be able to go and find that thing? It took me hours and hours to like go through my PSN purchases through a, through a really bad back end to find out what some of that stuff was. I think we see really, really good examples of how companies are doing some of that work that people can kind of mess around with and, and use for nefarious reasons like Steam where you can refund a thing basically if you played it, you know, less than 10 hours or something like that. I forgot what the actual number was, but you know, I think I think this is going to be the part where consumers have to use their power, which I'm happy to see that these consumers did, uh is bring up the fact that an uh, inequality happened or something that was wrong happened and then use your your voice to to to, to buck against that because I think again, we're checking the systems in a lot of ways where we're saying, look, this thing that you've made and you've produced for us and you've made for us to be able to get the things that we want, you have flaws in it. Let me tell you what these flaws are. Um, and then we can make me hopefully get that system to be better. Sadly, it, re- it wound up being a $3.5 million uh, or Australian dollar uh, lawsuit, which is how yeah. many Bobby Kodak dollars? I don't know. We have to figure out how much that is and translates. But oh, yeah. Yeah. But again, like this is again, use your wallet like as a consumer, understand the power that you have as a consumer. Uh, to 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 fix the things that are actually wrong in the pro in the space. So um, good on them. I'm happy they did that. That's really smart. Khalif, I'm very curious to see how Sony continues to grow and how uh, refund policies in video game companies with digital purchases continues to grow. But that future yeah. is probably so far away. If so far I wanted away. to know what is coming to Mom and Drop shops today, where would I look? It would be if I could find it on the sheet. It's there. It's, it's in the yellow. I got to highlight. Oh it yeah, that that part right there. The official list of upcoming yeah. software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. yeah. 
out today, we got Out Buddies DX for Xbox One, uh, The Outer Worlds for Switch, which I've been hearing a lot of things about. It seems Me like too. that game doesn't look that great on Switch or run that great on Switch. Mm-hmm. And so beware of that one. Uh, yeah. Maybe look up, look up a video before you make your purchasing decision. Uh, Cyber Protocol is out on Xbox One and PC. Strawberry Vinegar is out on Switch. We Were Here Together is out on X- Xbox One. Chio in the Castle of Lucio for Xbox One. Rigid Force Redux, Redux is out today for Xbox One and Switch. Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics is out today on Switch. And let me tell you, man, I have that game downloaded on my Switch. I'm very excited to play it. Ooh, Are you familiar what, with, what with Clubhouse that? Games? No, so, what is it? Think, do, you, do you remember Wii Play from yes. the Wii? Yeah. So think we play but it's like instead of like however many games are in that like 10 it's 51 and it's like a bunch of it's a bunch of board games that you know right like it's like chess and like solitaire and like a bunch of those games but also like they have bowling and they have tanks and they have um like an action figure fighting game and like basically there's 51 games that like range from like very classic like board games that we all know and love to like unique like nintendo we like you know fun uh fun little mini games and so yeah, it's essentially like the, the evolution of, of Wii Play, and I'm really excited to check it out because one, I love Wii Play. Uh, two, I love the classic board games. Uh, and three, like this looks like my jam. Kevin, what is this here? Is this uh, is is, is this, this Clubhouse not, game? Uh, is this not your the what you're talking about? No, I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> All 51 games in Clubhouse Games, 51's World Club. Oh, maybe maybe this is maybe this is just just one of the games in it. Yeah, it should be. I mean, like this is a though. long video of 51 games. Okay. Oh, this oh is yeah. Dope. No, this is, explain. this is this is it. Yeah, oh, and so yeah, like cool. you have Connect Four, which oh, they call four three. in a row because, uh, or Connect between three and four. You're right. Oh, I'm copying uh, this. I'm copying between this. three and five. I'm copying this for uh, sure. I love stuff. Yeah, like this. so just a bunch of different board games, and I'm really excited to play because I need this right now. That's great. Okay, yeah, I'm 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 on board. I love stuff like that. It's stupid, yeah. but I love stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm hyped for that. Ooh. We also got Command. Command, what was that? What's that? I just, I oh, shooting game. oh shooting game. yeah. See, yeah, this is my jam. This is great couch co-op stuff too. This is like stuff that you can play and, and mess around. Okay, I love it. You know what my favorite? My favorite we play game was. There was like a game where you essentially are you essentially have to stack ice cream or, or like stack things. I can't remember if it was yeah. just ice cream or if it was multiple things, but like it was like a stacking game, and you'd play as your your me, and like things would get more and more and more ridiculous as things went. Um, I fucking love that game. That was my jam. That's dope. Command and Conquer Remastered Collection is out today for PC. Night Squad for Switch. Uh, they Came from the Sky for Switch. Brit Bridge Strike for Switch. Pinball Lockdown for Switch. Ninja Scarf for PC. The Vox Tower Defense for PC. Carrier Battles for Guadalcanal for PC and Mac. Karen's Crypt Even Death May Die for PC. Burning Night for PC and Mac. Virus Blast for PC and then Mosaic Nico Waifus 2 is out today for Steam. <laughs> uh, new dates, Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning is releasing on PS4, Xbox One, and PC on August 18th, 2020. Uh, now it's time for Reader Mail. You can write into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can get the, get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Brooke Lennon. Did you know that making small changes to your everyday life can lead to huge positive changes to your lifestyle. The right towel turns a bathroom into a spa. The right loungewear turns function into luxury. The right bedding turns a bed into a retreat. You know Brooklyn as the internet's favorite sheets, but they're also home to bedding, loungewear, towels, and more with over 50,000 plus five-star reviews and counting. 
Kind of Funny loves Brooklinen, their luxury products at a low price, and Tim loves the fact that you can get the right colors to match with his room. Uh, he also says that they're comfortable. You can always trust Tim Gettys. Brooklinen was the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. They work directly with manufacturers and directly with, uh, with customers. No middlemen, just a great product and service. All luxury products without the luxury markup, brooklinen.com is the perfect place to start making small changes that can make big differences. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, loungewear, towels, uh, uh, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. Go on, make yourself comfortable. Get 10% mm. off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code GAMES only at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Khalif. Yes, sir. Kebabs writes in to patreon.com slash games, just like you can and says, what's up, Blessing and Khalif? Earlier this week, Sega announced the extremely tiny Game Gear Micro. I thought it'd be a fun topic to rank the classic mini consoles that have released Ooh. since the NES Mini in 2016. Your options are NES Classic Edition, SNES Classic Edition, the Commodore 64 Mini, Neo Geo Mini, PlayStation Classic, Genesis Mini, and the TurboGrafx-16 Mini. Uh, thanks Ooh. and keep being awesome, Kebabs. Now, Khalif, this is an interesting Ooh. one because That's I played different. zero of these. <laughs> I played... I, <laughs> I played wait, the zero, SNES wait, Classic. Zero, the, when you played those consoles, but not just the mini versions, well, right? Well, yes. I've, I've not played the mini versions, yeah. I played, like, SNES, uh, the classic version, at a friend's place, yes. maybe once or twice. But aside from that, I've not had the opportunity to, to, to actually touch uh, the mini consoles. I know about them. I, I know the details about them, but I've not actually, actually had hands-on. I don't know if you've gotten to, like, play any of them or if you have any of them. I've played the, the NES Classic and the SNES Classic. Um, I think what should happen is all these companies should reach out and give us all these consoles so we can actually test it and then have real, real conversations. That's actually a very, I would, I would very great that. idea. Let's do that. I, I'm saying I'll they should that. do that. Uh, listen to the show. Uh, but uh, I would, I mean, I can only rank them in terms of the way I would rank those systems in general. So I probably okay, put, let's do that. Yeah, I'd probably put the NES Classic first. SNES over the S that. over the SNES Classic. You put an NES over SNES, Khalif. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm doing Whoa. it. I mean. And Whoa. then I would put Genesis after that. Then I would put Neo Geo, Turbo Graphics, and then uh, Commodore. So hold it on, would be on. in that in that order. Because the Commodore doesn't so, really need to be on there. Like no one was rocking the Commodore sixty four and loving it. Not really. I mean, all right. I'm old, so you said I'm, I'm like, you said NES now. Classic followed by SNES Classic followed by Genesis by Genesis, and, and then, then Neo Geo, then Neo Geo, then PlayStation and Turbo Graphics. PlayStation, then Turbo Graphics. Now, where does that leave the Commodore 64? Off the list. <laughs> <laughs> no, no Commodore 64. Because then, if you're going to go then that route, then you have to put on the Vextrex uh, Classic. You have to put on the the Bally Astrocade Classic, which are all stuff that predate everyone in this room, probably except for me. Uh, so <laughs> it's like you have to go back down the line and do all that stuff. Uh, and put all those in too. So Commodore just shouldn't even be on that list. I can, I can get behind this list, right? Like NES Classic. I, I, I hmm. I'm trying to think of the NES games versus the SNES SNES games that I love, and I can't yeah. remember. Let me look up to see is Earthbound on the SNES Classic because I that's think, like a game ooh, changer for me. Ooh, because if I, it's not, then it I'm is. with you. I think it might be because I know I mean, it's not the, on SNES Online, which is the thing that continues to piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of all the systems that they have listed there, the one, the two that I actually really, really want 
um, would be the Neo Geo and Turbo Graphics because I've never really had those consoles and I always lusted after those consoles. And then you have to put the 3DO. You need a 3DO mini in there too because mm. 3DO had one of the best basketball games ever known to man on it in, in uh, Magic Johnson's basketball, which was a ripoff of Running Gun from Konami. But anywho, I'm not So mad. the, not the, the SNES Classic does have Earthbound and it has Donkey Kong Country uh, and it has Mario RPG. Uh, and so I personally... I personally got to put it at, at number one, uh, but I'm uh, I'm just gonna I, I'm with you. I'm just gonna switch around SNES and NES Classic for for the sake of it. Um, but that's that's still like a hard decision, right? Because Mario Three is my favorite Mario, um, yeah. and so like it's still it's still a tough conversation. But I'm with you there. Uh, the PlayStation Classic, that one was is kind of a tragedy to me a little bit because I think mm. the library on that one just wasn't that strong. Exactly. Um, even though I think conceptually, like it should conceptually, the PlayStation Classic should be top three. Um, but in practice, like it, it, it didn't, it didn't get there. And then I don't know anything about the Genesis mini, um, or the Neo Geo or the Turbo Graphics 16 mini in, the, in their libraries. But if they put a PlayStation two mini on there, that would, that Ooh. might move everything out of the way. Oh I yeah. Can't front. I can't That's like front. an automatic number one right there. Yeah, for, what would you yeah, put on yeah. a PS2 classic? Oh God. Oh, there's so many, oh, there's so many games. There's so many games. I can't think of it right now. I like totally blank, blanked in, like, in, in my brain fried. Shadow Colossus is on there for sure. Yes. I feel like you have to have the GTA Metal Gear games. Too. Metal Gear for sure. Metal Gear 2 and 3. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, you gotta put GTA stuff in there. Man it's sucks. It's party because if, if it, it sucks because we have to like think about third party versus first party and I'm sure because I'm sure third party is yeah. like way more difficult. Um, yeah. to get Metal on there. Arena Toshi then has to be well no, that's on one. That was on oh. one. Oh yeah, this whole yeah, tag tournament. Uh you gotta put um MTV music generator on there. Oh yeah, music generator too for sure. <laughs> you gotta put that on there for sure. Amplitude <laughs> has to go on there. Oh yeah, this oh man, so many too many dope joints, man. Like think about yeah, how good like, we've had it over the years, man. Ooh. Yeah, man, because I my, my mind is going to burnout three and like Ooh. NBA Street and like oh. all the street games. Um, oh. like Kingdom Hearts, and I'm sure the Final Fantasy games also people w- would want those on there. But again, it's like first party versus third party. Like, oh, how many of those, those big third party so games can get there? I want NBA Street Volume Two so bad. I want to play that right now. Oh, so I want to, dude. I got the disc, man. I got the I got the disc, and I got a PS2. Oh, and so like once quarantine is over, we can make it happen. I know we dude. we were we were organizing a, a tournament for later this year actually because, because Gary Witta. Gary Widow was talking a lot about NBA Street Volume Two and was talking yes, about was. how like like he 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 was he was talking some 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 shit man he he was uh he was challenging me I'm, and I'm I dying. didn't take kindly I am dying to see Gary Widow talk shit playing a basketball game with his with his amazing accent <laughs> it's gonna be so good I want that so bad in the world I want that so much in the world that's gonna be so great if it ever happens. Dude, I, that tournament is gonna happen, and I'm gonna like, I'm gonna let it be known why I talk shit so freely when it comes to NBA Street Volume Two. It's because I'm very confident in my NBA Street Volume Two skills. In fact, like I personally am like, I get offended when other people think they can take me when they think they can handle that smoke. You don't want that smoke in NBA NBA Street Volume Two, and I want to make that clear for oh people God, who bring that choked. up with me. Almost choked my Gary Widow. Now it's time you're gonna get animal to crossed up. up. That's what you're gonna get. You're, you're gonna get animal crossed up, son. Uh, now it's time <laughs> to squat up. Uh, Nanobiologist writes in with a squat up and says, "With everything going on, 
We forgot one big birthday yesterday. Uh, number two question submitter, Frank Furter, turned a year older yesterday, and I just want to wish him a very happy belated birthday. Frank brings such a positive light to the community with submitting questions regularly, uh, starting up kind of DFW and his streams at twitch.tv slash frankfurter, and pushing me to become a better friend and overall better person. It has been an absolute honor to consider him a friend and to be in the same community as him. Thank you, Frank, for being a shining example of what a best friend could be. And again, a very happy belated birthday to you, buddy. And I echo that. Uh, happy birthday, Frank Furter. Of course, like a lot of times in the show, we get a lot of the uh, we get a lot of the same question submitters because people people write in every day. People are very are very consistent. Frank Furter is one of those people who's re- who's very consistent. Writes in very good questions. Um, shout out to Frank Furter. Happy belated birthday. Uh, happy birthday. Hope you had a great time. Hope you had a great day. Hope you did something. Hope you celebrated. Word. Now it's time for one of them rotating segments. Uh, this this whole week, I've been asking people to shout out a black voice in the industry that they want to highlight. And Khalif, I know I asked you that uh, earlier this week. I've not been able to actually speak on it myself. And so I'm going to turn this back around on me as far as like somebody who I like to shout out. Uh, I want to shout out the homie Rihanna Manuel, of course, of What's Good Games. Mm-hmm. Rihanna was somebody, is somebody who I met uh, through the Kind of Funny community in the Kind of Funny Facebook group. And it's it's actually like a pretty wild story because I met Rihanna years ago at this point, like maybe like 2017, 2016. Um, and essentially, like she wrote into the kind of funny Facebook group because she met her her now boyfriend, you know, through that group uh, because like they had like kind of like a misunderstanding. I think uh, re slid into news dms to like apologize about saying something and then that kind of flourished into something bigger and then yeah like they post in the kind of funny funny facebook group talking about how uh they met up and like you know they're in they're in seattle and hanging out and all this stuff and i then commented on that saying like oh you guys are in seattle i'm also in seattle let's hang out uh and that's how we met and that's how we we became best friends and it's awesome to see that, like, in a weird way, like, somehow I end up at kind of funny. She ends up, she ends up at What's Good Games. And this whole week, she's been actually a super critical voice. She's also been on Inside Gaming. Um, and she's been making the rounds and, and being, um, you know, super informative, super, uh, super great in, in all the shows that she's been on. Um, and overall, like, Rihanna, a very talented human being, right? Work, also works in the industry, killing it. Uh, and so I want to give a shout out to Rihanna because Rihanna is absolutely awesome. Love Ree. Ree is Ree is one of the best people on the planet. And anybody who For says sure. otherwise, I will sit on you. Don't don't ever talk stuff about Rihanna. I'll, I'll do it. The nanobiologist writes in again and says, "Hi, blessing Ka. Bless. You've asked each guest uh, who who the audience should follow slash stand out to them. But what about black game developers? Are there mm. any black developers slash development teams that stand out to you?" Are there any games that are now ma- that are now made by black creators that you highly recommend people pick up and play today? Thanks, the nanobiologist. And nanobiologist this is an excellent question, and I have two spe- specifically that I want to hi- highlight. Um, first, I want to highlight Treachery and Beatdown City by Sean Allen Alexander. I haven't gotten to play it yet, Khalif. I don't know if you if you've gotten to check out it's Treachery very, and Beatdown City. It's very very good. I play. Yeah. I've, I've been. Yeah, it's very very good uh kevin i have a trailer here i think we played the trailer before on the show because it was part of out today uh on one of the episodes but if you can pull up the trailer uh khalif what's the quick pitch on treachery and beat down city think of it as a think of it as like double dragon meets an rpg uh so it's like you have these uh four ca- or three characters you can uh sw- swap out between uh it's a 2d side scroller um, and the cool parts about it is like if you think about the kind of normal double dragon uh gameplay 
but you add into it the ability to have like real-time strategy like a uh, final fantasy 7 in that way where you stop time mm-hmm. you pick which moves you want to pick and you know pick your defense moves pick that stuff um and, it, and it's dope because it's like has a combo system like each character has different specific moves you can get it's amazingly funny especially if you're like uh from a from new york because it's a you know a new york-based dev uh and it has a lot of references to new york so it like makes me feel really excited to, to talk about that but it is it is really fantastic i think the one of the best parts that people will not necessarily um think about when you play a game like this is the writing is really really strong Mm-hmm. Um, and I played it on stream for like six hours uh, the other like a couple of weeks ago. And every time I got to a new splash screen, it was like really, really cool. So mass shout out to Sean. I have a whole bunch of love for him. He's one of the reasons why I'm even in this industry. So anything that he does, um, I'm, I'm going to rep super, super hard. So mass Kevin, love is what country. you're doing right now, is that showing up on stream? It is. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I wanted Kevin to make it a little smaller. God, I flipped it. <laughs> totally all right kevin has been the master of production today oh man for audio listeners for audio listeners as kevin was showing the gameplay (laughs) he nailed everything that's what happened audio (laughs) listeners he killed it he killed it it. (laughs) he absolutely did a great job oh that's hilarious (laughs) kevin uh if there's a way we can play the second link with sound that i have uh that i'm about to talk about that'd be awesome um I, so Davion Gooden is another black developer mm-hmm. who is making this game called She Dreams Elsewhere. And let me tell you, this game, I'm very excited about it. As somebody Same. who, who's, as somebody who's really into uh, Earthbound and is somebody who loves, loves, loves Undertale, um, this game seems to be within the, the realm of those. Um, yeah, Kevin, go ahead and go ahead and play it. Play with the with the sound, yeah, because people need to hear the the music and everything going on. Uh, can you hear it again? This is, yeah, we can hear it. Again, nice. She dreams elsewhere um, by Davion Gooden. So it has like a you can hear the music right. It's kind of like a lo-fi hip hop kind of thing going on um, for audio That's listeners, so right? Like it's like this top-down, uh, quirky-looking. Uh... Oh yeah, he's I forgot he was part of the indie mega booth. Mm-hmm. But yeah, basically like a top-down RPG within like the Undertale style, but like even more so like. I don't even know what to call it, like a Twilight-ish, like yeah, 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 cool, cool style to it. Like he, he is also one of those cats who I think of when I think of like where the future of gaming is gonna go. His 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 stuff is really on point. Like I played the prologue, uh, the demo, and it blew me away. Uh, so I'm really really hyped for for what this is gonna wind up being when he when he's done with the and when it's out. Yeah. All right, Kevin, you can you can take this down now. But she dreams elsewhere again. The is, vibes. It, is what it's called again like the vibes are off the chain so check yeah. that out now it's now it's time for kind of funny.com slash you're wrong uh where you write in let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong uh aj says blessing said american cheese has its uses there's only one use for american cheese and that is the landfill yes boo, thank you, God. bad I opinion boo i believe in you Come on, you, you tell me you don't like mcdonald's with american cheese on there Nah. Uh, That's his booty butt McDonald's booty can't be an example cheeks. when it comes to good food, Kevin. It, I, I whoa, love whoa, McDonald's. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It can't We've be an example about of good this. food. It's not an example of good food. It's just an example of food that we all enjoy. Okay. I'll exactly. take that. Thank you. Mm. 
Uh, now fact, says, I'm going to apply that just... myself. Oh my god, that's amazing. I never saw that before. That's so good. The only thing so for the new Halo game is it's a new project in the Halo universe, says the nanobiologist. And I think that's clarifying of like, did they say what 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 they're what what it is? Um, While you're still looking for your wrongs, I just wanted to add to the to the nanobiologist part. Go go to blackgamedevs.com. You'll find a whole list of folks there too. Oh yeah, that's good. That's a good shout out. I, I totally forgot to ask you if there are any black black game devs that you wanted to shout out. Nah, no worries. Ariel, uh, Knight. shout out to Ariel Knight, who's doing fun, fantastic stuff in on the Unity side of things too. Also, Kevin, you have uh, to show me how you did that. Nanobiologist says, really regarding easy. Bobby Codex, regarding Bobby Codex uh, paycheck, Activision Blizzard employees uh, typically earn less than one-third of 1% 1 of the CEO's earnings. Uh, and even if, even if that is true, and I'm not, I'm not downing it at all, uh, the, the gamesindustry.biz article, I want to say, um, mm -hmm. that I was reading earlier, uh, definitely pointed out that like the bonuses Bobby Kotick was, was making was off the chain more, like, was, was basically higher than, like, other companies uh, uh, of like the same ilk as Activision. Yeah. yeah. Uh... It's going to be interesting to see. And he was making that dough before it started to even really get reported out like this. So just think about how long he's been making cash in those in those ways. So something to think about. Nanobiologist who's been killing it uh, also says regarding Wii U pay cuts, uh, Nintendo CEO Satoru Iwata uh, said he'll be taking a 50% pay cut for the next five months with other executives slicing their salaries by 20 or 30%. And so that's what we referenced earlier nice. um, when we were talking about that. And that looks like it's about it. Uh, well, actually, Matt the Wob says you can refund a game on Steam if your playtime is less than two hours and uh, it's less than two weeks from your purchase. Thank you. There you go. Thank Here you. you go. Uh, next week's hosts are Monday is Tim and Greg. Tuesday is Emron and Fran. Wednesday is Greg and Gary. Thursday is Greg and me. And then Friday is Greg and me again. We're back at it like a bad yeah. habit. Of course, this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv uh we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about um before i even talk about how we have a patreon post show after this uh Khalif, remind people where they can find you uh you can find us on all podcast platforms you can see us on youtube.com slash spawn on me you can watch us every thursday evening 7 p.m pst at twitch.tv slash spawn on me uh, and come watch us do our show live and in full effect um yeah and we're always on twitter uh, at Kajakins at Spawn on Me is where you can get up with me and tell me about how uh, American cheese is, is terrible. So so let me know. <laughs> oh man, he's going so, so hard on American cheese and it's yeah, so American good. cheese is booty butt cheeks. Uh, somebody else also Ooh, in your wrong said boo that. To that. You, you can't throw you can't throw American cheese in a landfill because you, you're not supposed to put plastic in a landfill. Wow, I, I love this. All right, this, come on, this come on. Plus, so I like American I cheese. I know for I a fact I have nothing like, wrong. I have nothing wrong with American cheese. I think American cheese is fine, but I, I will also say that American cheese is like the bottom of cheeses. Like <laughs> American cheese is at the very bottom as far as like the cheese ranking goes. Like, I don't believe that for a I second, think all you monsters. It's science. American cheese is science. Yeah, that's right. Science at its best. Like I love oh. cheese. I love all cheese. I'm, I'm ashamed to know that we as a country put a man on the moon and also made American cheese. That, that's magic. They developed a new type of cheese. Y'all are crazy. We have a Patreon post show, of course, for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily. <laughs>